Well, good morning. Welcome to this latest devotion from Holy Trinity. Uh, this morning, I'm taking up the story of Nehemiah that we've been looking at in these devotions. And we're in Nehemiah 7, verses 5 to 73. And a key thing that I want to draw out from this passage is that sometimes when it comes to God and what he wants to do in and through us, well, sometimes less is more. Bigger isn't better. And good things come in small packages. You see, we live in a society that is obsessed with size, that the bigger something is, the more prestigious and powerful and worthy a praise it is. Whether it's number of followers on Instagram or the size and grandeur of the house you live in. And as Christians, we can sometimes absorb that, that perspective and way of thinking, which is not actually the perspective of the kingdom of God or of God who's its king. He speaks about the smallness of a mustard seed. And the, and the powerful effect of just the smallest flakes of leaven that he uses to bring about his purposes and plans. In our passage today, the walls of the city of Jerusalem are being rebuilt, but Nehemiah is disheartened. The city itself is in ruins. It's really sparsely populated. And in verse 5, he says that God put into his heart to find out how many people had actually returned to Jerusalem from exile previously, probably so that he can properly assess the situation and make some plans. And he discovers the original record of the returned exiles, almost identical to the document recorded in Ezra 2. And it's a long list of precisely how many had come back, broken down by tribe and family and role. I'm not going to read it out. It's huge. It seems like a lot of people. But when you get to the end of it, it says that it amounted to just over 42,000 people. And you realise that actually what seemed to be like a lot of people isn't actually a lot at all. The entire population of the return nation of Israel, just 40,000, that God's chosen people had been reduced down to a population that could have fitted into an average market town in Britain. Market Harbour is 70,000 people. We know that the original Exodus generation that first inherited the Promised Land came to the promised land 600,000 people strong. And this new founding generation of the rebirth of the nation is less than 10% the size. It was also very small. This is exactly what God had predicted. It would take him by surprise. He predicted it through his prophets before exile. Back in Isaiah 6, he likens it to the preserved people of God being like what survives in the stump of a great tree when it's cut down, not just a pruning, but an utter chopping down in size. Even more vividly is a favourite picture of mine from Ezekiel 5, where as a prophetic sign, Ezekiel is told to cut off all his hair, uh, easier for some of us than others. And all that hair, well, a third of it is to be thrown into the fire, a third into the wind, and a third to be stricken with a sword and some kind of play acting all of which was representing what was going to happen to the people of Israel. But then God says to him to take a few hairs that might have been overlooked and to tuck them into his garment. And then from these, remove even some of these and put them into the fire. And what remains, just a tiny fraction of his hair, represents just how many people will be preserved of the people of Israel. Not many. A reduction in size of staggering proportions. And the question is, of course, why? Why would good God choose to do this the specially chosen nation of God destined to make him known to the wider world why was it made so small and so little by him 
Well, part of the answer, of course, is, is that it's humbling. It's refining after serious sin and judgment. He needed to remove a lot of stuff, a lot of corrupt practices, a lot of corrupt people. But I think the most important reason God has made them so small in number is that so that he would get the glory through what he was going to do with them in the future. The rebuilding of the temple, the re-establishment of his holy people, and ultimately the Messiah Jesus who had come from them, the saviour of the world. It would all become very clear that it wasn't because of their might and power they'd been reduced to nothing. It was so that how big, how powerful God would be seen in stark contrast to their size and power. And I think this is an encouragement for us. This is always God's way. He always delights in deliberately using the small, the weak, the lacking in power to achieve his purposes. He doesn't need size and power. He's got plenty of it to spare. He says to Gideon, back in Judges, with an army of over 30,000, I've got to reduce them in size down to 300. So they, they don't say that they get the victory, but the victory would be clearly seen as the Lord's. In 1 Corinthians 1, Paul writes that, starting with the seeming littleness of Jesus, a despised backwater rabbi, or so it would seem, out of a province of the empire that was sort of as very little and worthless. Through to our own seeming littleness sometimes. He says this, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring things to nothing that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. The Dutch philosopher Kierkegaard said that before God can use anyone for anything, he has to first make them nothing, to make it clear who's who. And for us, looking perhaps at the state of the nation, we can see that the, the cause of Christ and its size can seem very weak, very little, seemingly nothing. But in reality, it's only a few hundred thousand compared to tens of million. But that's to say nothing at all. God loves using the little, the small, the inconsequential. Sometimes it's exactly what he purposes it to be. And for our own lives, how small, how insignificant we sometimes can feel doesn't matter at all. In fact, it might be true that we're not much of much. But this might be exactly what God has chosen so that he can use us. Our littleness showing his greatness, our powerless showing his power, our weakness showing his strength. And let me just encourage you today, don't be swayed by size in your Christian walk. Size doesn't matter to God, he's big enough as it is. It might very well be that little, that small, that less, is exactly what he intends, what he intends for us, that he might be seen, that he might be able to use us in this time and place and season. Amen.